All right, so on today's podcast episode, we want to discuss examples from the Bible of individuals who protested the local authority, and then we're going to end the discussion on how do the scriptures tell us to live it out. So, Paul, what are some examples that we see in scriptures, both Old Testament and New Testament, gotcha. of protests? Old Testament, I would go right to, first and foremost, is Daniel for me. Um, praying, honoring the Lord, obeying the Lord, even when it, they were explicitly told by the local government, you must not do so, and if you do so, guess what, you're going to get killed didn't matter to him he he not only did it he did it publicly yeah opened the opened his windows of his house made sure everyone could see him and still honored the lord to say no this i'm i am beholden to a higher and he was a high you. government official yeah. too high up there um so that's one um i look i think of someone like esther who okay. it, it's a bit of a unique uh situation because she's a, a young jewish girl uh brought into the king's harem made the king's wife. Um, and then when the nation of Israel faced um, uh, elimination, faced persecution from a, 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 a group from within the kingdom, uh, she per- put her life on the line to then approach the king. When it, the law yeah. back then was if you did it without being summoned, you could result in death. Yeah. Um, so she, she, she stood up, said no, you know, famously in, in, in the book of Esther, you know, if, I, if I perish, I perish. Um, purposely, you know, goes in, petitions the king um, at great peril to, to herself. Um, we have the three Hebrew boys. Um, same Shadrach, ex- Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or, yeah. as we know them. Same concept as Daniel. They're told that you have to worship the king and you cannot worship your God. And they, physic- they wouldn't go out and worship the idol. So... And oh, by the way, if you don't, we're going to throw you into this furnace we made specifically for people who don't obey. Yeah. So they, so they were protesting that too. Mm-hmm. We also have in the early church when they were told, "Hey, you can't preach the gospel. We don't want you to preach this anymore." Same thing again. The next day, they were back in the temple. They got thrown out and again thrown out, beaten. Yep. Went, went right back in. Um, we see, you know, to some extent, Jesus when he when he. When he Cleanse the, temp- the temple of all yeah. the uh, the money that was, changers. That was a it was a protest more against the religious authority of the time. To yeah, say, but in hey, those times, the religious laws and authorities are what governed the people, and he yep. was again pushing back, saying, "Hey, this is not right. We're extorting people." And so the common theme, though, that I see through all of those is when it goes against our walk with the Lord, when it goes against what we're told to do, we're we're told to worship the Lord, and if it goes against that, and if it goes against the gospel, and like extortion, like things like that. Jesus saw it as this is not this is not the way of this is not the way of what we do, and he pushed back on it. And so, if that same theme then applies in today, right? Well, I mean, as we were discussing this right before we started recording, I couldn't help but think just go right to Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's a Christian. I don't know what what his beliefs are, but he is protesting injustice peacefully. Quietly, in large respect, mm-hmm. respectfully, and yet the outcry has been: you're not respecting the troops, you're not a patriot. You know, the, you know, we, we see this from the highest level in the land of, of our of our president using rather nasty language mm-hmm. uh, to uh, talk about Kaepernick, and we see a large part. We see that a lot of people in the church too are just are, are pushing back as if, again because we're now treating patriotism as more important than our Christian beliefs. Yeah. Or uh, I should say a, a, a um, perceived lack of patriotism from some, even when the, they've never said anything about the troops. It's just yeah. it's, it's been made a thing. 
Um, Civil rights movement, we, the, the marches by Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, they they peacefully they protested. They stood out knowing that they were going to have the water hoses turned on, dogs yeah. chased on them, beat, beaten, thrown in jail. Yeah, I mean, we, we we see through the course of history, through the course of this nation, that there have been people that have stood up and said, "This is not right." And at yeah. times they have done this. At, we at, have Muhammad at, Ali not going to yeah like, threw his gold medals in the river because you know yeah. he, he, I could go fight for fight for you in the Olympics, win these gold medals, but if you know, I, I I'm not treated as equal. Yeah. Here, so yeah. Why, why, why do you want me to go I, fight I don't some want other these. guy over there? Yeah. The same, yeah. You know, so I mean, we we, we we see that it's it's necessary to do. Mm-hmm. You, you, if we again, if we go back, we, even we look at just our culture today, it is it is good and right to acknowledge that there are things that we are doing today that are wrong, that are evil, that are first and foremost not honoring the, the Lord, but they're just they're just wrong. We look at how we're treating immigrants. We're looking at how we're treating women. We're looking at how how we we discriminate against minorities. It would be good and just to uh, corporately, meaning throughout this nation, to stand up and say all together, say this is wrong. We need to stop doing this. Yeah. And we'll talk. And, and, and we'll, so I guess let's let's land there for a second. I think the the the, the difficulty is what can we do. How can we approach this to try to you get unite be united on this? Because it is so easy to get fractured and to to start placing each other in our own little camps that we can't actually come together. Yeah. Well, I if we if we focus on what we said on the last episode, um, the last recording that we did, talking about if your Christian beliefs are contrary to what your government is telling you, what your political party stands for, what your politician likes to say from from his little pulpit. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it goes against that, then you need to hold on to your Christian beliefs and reject the, the the latter. And so if we can all come back to that centralized view and say, like, look, we're going to, we need to fix our eyes back on Jesus, fix our eyes back on the gospel. These are the core issues of the gospel. We need to see everybody as made in the image of God, dignified, and look at it from that perspective and loving our neighbor. Then when we start talking about refugees, what do we do with refugees in this country? When we start talking about what do we do with undocumented immigrants in this country? When we start talking about um, some of the laws with in uh, assigned to criminal acts and decriminalizing some of those things and seeing who do those laws affect in what neighborhoods are they affecting people? When we start looking at police brutality and some of the injustice in the police department, we stop idolizing the country's views on refugees. We stop idolizing the country's views on abortion. We stop idolizing the country's views on police, uh, on the police department and that institution in this country. We stop idolizing the views of, well, we don't have, um, well, they're undocumented, so we need to kick them out. We need to separate their families. So, again, we need to point back to the cross. We need to point back to Jesus and what he did when he was here. And what was his views on on? There's so many scriptures in the Bible talking about refugees, yeah, and talking about um, the lesser person. Well, heck, I mean, we're, we're, we, we we I quoted a little bit in just one of our previous episodes we did. You know, in in uh, I think it's Second Peter where we are sojourners and exiles. We are refugees mm-hmm. by nature, just by being a Christian. Yeah, we are not of this world. So how can we then look at someone who's, yeah. by and large, they they are escape. I I, I I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, a couple weeks ago where he had heard of a story of these of two Syrian brothers I think like age 12 and 9 that walked to Hungary mm-hmm. walked there from Syria wow like there 
I, I think we, we tend to lose sight of the fact in this nation. We've lost the compassion of it. We've lost there's there's no compassion. We don't we don't care. The, to, yeah. to us, it's just we just we don't want them here. Yeah, we have enough problems. <laughs> Correct, and it's like Security, there are people know. here who are suffering and hurting. Yeah, I saw a picture recently of a young girl over in Afghanistan. It looked like sitting on on the dirt road, mm-hmm. holding her baby brother or sister, forgiving her bottle, but they're just they're filthy, living in in dirt. Mm-hmm. Like these people are being, you know. Yeah, and there's so I mean, we, we, we again we, we we lose the compassion for yeah. these are souls, these are people who the Imago Dei they are they are created in the image of God and as such they should yeah. be treated with the worth. We need to love our neighbor. Yeah, and we yeah. just we 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 like no, nope, we don't want their problems. We don't want them here. Let someone else take care mm-hmm. of it. Kick the, our, our our first and only response lately seems to be just kick them out. And yeah, that can't, surely that can't be the only solution that we can come up with. Yeah, well, we think of the Samaritan. Yeah, and. He's walking, gets beat up, and that's a group of people that were, they're like outsiders. They're like the outcasts of the society and to the Jewish person. But then we see that example of a man taking care of him and nursing him back to health and going against the grain of, well, this is what society says. This is what my people group have said for so long about these guys. And so we need to think the same way. Well, if there is someone who is different than us, is from a different country, different beliefs and all these things, but they're hurting, then what do we do? Are we going to make ourselves uncomfortable and go against the grain because that's what it shows in the scriptures time and time and time again? Or are we going to hold on to our, our dietary of our comfortable, cushioned life yeah. within America? And what do we say here in this country about those things? So... I definitely think there is room for us as Christians to push back and um, and speak against the culture and speak against like political systems because even even then like if we look at if we look at the political rights if we look at the rights in this country right only 50 years ago did did African Americans and people of color start getting voting rights and yeah. and start being treated as a full citizen of this country and. So if that's the case, if Martin Luther King and the rest of the civil rights leaders said, hey, you know what, this is okay, we don't need to vote because we're going to idolize and hold this country uh, standards to, to like put it on a pedestal and be like, you know, you're good, then they would have never fought against that. We would have never gotten full rights for everyone. Yeah. Right? And so like that's them using the gospel and seeing like, no, God said that we're all made in the image of Christ and that we're all they were all on the same playing fields and that we all need to have the same rights. And if you look at MLK's life, he wasn't just talking about people of color. No, yeah. He was also talking about equal paying rights. He was also speaking against the war in Vietnam. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't just compartmentalize his his gospel. And so that needs to be said then the same for us. We need to look at all the different things that this country has laws for and against and its views on certain things, our, our political parties with their views on things our president and their and his views on things and speak against when it doesn't align to what the scriptures say about a person and their worth and how God sees them. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think too, just uh, leaving our, our current state out, I think that the tendency is for Christians in this nature, in this nation, that we have a fear of, if we push back on what the founding fathers established, we risk losing everything from a Christian perspective of this nation. So mm-hmm. we're trying to hold on to this this 
we, we, we were holding on to the belief that this was a Christian nation at yeah, the start. Yeah, facade of... <laughs> yeah, that it still is, mm-hmm. that this is most, that this is, the, if we lose this, we lose our identity. And in one sense, I get it because if we start to walk away from God, mm-hmm. and I would say we've started that a long time ago, mm-hmm. but if we do, it, it's just not good for the nation. Sure. Right. This is not. This is a right thing to say. If we just completely re- reject the teachings of the Bible, we teaching uh, the teachings of God, we're not going to flourish. We're not going to prosper. It's going to. If that's end up, what we're going to do, yeah. Correct. But if we if we're not pushing back against the injustice, against the uh, the established practices of this nation. Mm-hmm. We're not actually we're we're not actually living up to the teachings to what what the Lord would have us to do because we're we're then treating this nation as a higher authority. Um, I look. I had a conversation with a friend of mine. We were talking about this podcast. Um, I was saying, you know, even like this last voting cycle. Are we are we are we more concerned with winning, or are we more concerned with with voting in a way that honors the Lord and says, no, I, I'm standing up for these things. If winning is the most important thing, that means we have to hold on to retain power, you're going to vote a certain way. My argument would, uh, would be, no, we, we, we need to be practicing, we need to be living out um, what the Lord would have us do, regard, regardless of what it might cost us in this nation and what it might cost us in, in, in my standing in the community, in my church, at my job. There are things we need to stand up to. There, there are things we need to stand up for. That's going to come in direct conflict. That's going to happen. If I just thought of this, if we look at, if we look at um, America as a person, so we identify America as like a guy named Sam, right? <laughs> Who's in our Uncle church? Sam. Yeah, we see America as Sam in church, and and Sam is unrepented of his sins. So he's done a lot of things in his past, right? He's not even unrepentant. Just stop you there. We've, we won't even acknowledge. Well, yeah, yeah. So he's done a lot of things in his past. Yep. And today he's like, you know what? Maybe these things happen, but we're in a different place today. We're gonna move forward. But then still continues the same nonsense, but in more subtle, hidden ways. Yep. So now maybe he's not, you know, treating women wrong publicly, and um, being in multiple relationships and. And treating them as a as an item, but then on his on the down low and in his private life, he's still watching porn every day, and he's still having like he's still doing inappropriate things, and his his speech is still inappropriate about women, but he doesn't want to acknowledge his past sins, and because of that, he's unrepentant and he's continuing that. Now, as us as a church, do we then look at Sam and say, you know what, Sam, it's okay, we approve everything you're doing, you're doing a great job, thank you for coming to church. And we bring them into the community and we approve of this. No, that's not what we would do. <laughs> not at all. If we treat America as a person in our church, we would be telling him, like, look, you need to, one, acknowledge your sin in the past, repent of it, and then need to change your life. And obviously you're going to still trip and fall and mess up, but you're going to be in a community of people that are going to speak into your life and help you change and hold you accountable to what you believe. So if it's the same way, then every time in our country, we need to force our country to say, like, look, these are the things we diss the Native American people. These are the things that we diss the African American people. These are the things we've done to, um, to Japanese people in this country. These are the things that we've done to women in this country. These are the things we've done to homosexuals in this country. Mm-hmm. And then we need to then repent of it as a nation, 
change and what is the point of repentance if you're not going to it's repentance is acknowledging your sin and turning away from it and then going in the other direction right so if we don't do that and force the nation to go in the right direction and then it even calls you in the gospel and we see this in different examples but of like nicodemus who was a tax collector who was taking money um improperly like unjustly from people he was taxing them more and putting it in his pocket and then when he became a Christian and he followed Christ, he then gave money back. Yeah. So where is that? Where are we calling the country to be like, hey, you've sinned in the past. You've done wrong to these group of people. Now pay it back. Now do the right thing. Show that you've changed your ways. But as some, but for some reason, we've given, <laughs> we've given Sam, the American nation, we've given that group of people, uh, okay, we're just like, yeah. you're cool. As long as you keep keep this country running as long as you help us make like be proud you keep giving us nfl you keep giving us like these you give us the iphone as long as you do these things right as long as you keep giving us something we're okay with it we're gonna let it slide and you can still you can still serve on the ministry (laughs) you can still have your platform you can still be here and we'll still approve everything it's just it's crazy to me like we don't see it that way yeah well and one of the highest forms of protest we have i mean we do we do you know we still have the right to vote I, I was thinking about this is just because we have an election cycle coming in, and just historically, I've never really paid a whole lot of attention to the local elections. I've never, you know, I've never paid a whole lot of attention, even on the state senator or congressman. It's, I've always been more inclined to, oh, if it's a presidential election, I'll, I'll make sure I vote in, in mm-hmm. that one. But one of the highest forms of protest, if you if you have a congressman, a senator, a councilman, a mayor in your in your in your town who, you know. The safe thing would be, well, I don't know. He, I disagree with him on this. I don't think he's behaving properly, but he's still better than X. Mm-hmm. Really, what we what, uh, something to consider that we might need to start doing is actually, you know, as a form of protest, is no, you're out. I'm sorry, I can't. You know, well, I, I have to vote you out because we see examples of this in the scriptures. We see kings that, like during the reign of Israel, and this is like in the Old Testament, we see a king come up and be like, you know what, I'm going to tear down the old altars. Of the last yeah. king. And then I'm going to put up my little mini altars in this corner over here. And so we've done, the, we'll say like, yeah, this is a lesser evil. Or we'll put up, we'll put up with something and then get rid of something else. But at, this, at the end of the day, we're still sinning. Like there's, yeah. we've still created idols. It just looks a little bit differently. Well, and, there, and there's the, the thought of, well, but if, it, if, it, if we just keep things stable, so we're just putting the same people back in place. Mm-hmm. No, what we actively might need to do for a generation is to keep voting people out. Mm-hmm. As a as a protest is saying no, you still are not or to stop or I'm not gonna say stop voting, mm-hmm. but to be more specific in saying you know I'm not going to support this, yeah. go against my quote unquote party that I'm, I'm aligned to, you know. I mean we can run for office too, right? Christians yeah, get, allowed get, to run for yeah, office. Yeah, I mean get, you were talking about that the other day, like yeah, get involved. Yeah. You know, if you don't like what you see, get involved, change it. Yeah. That's. Um, but for for too long, it's just like oh, well, this is just we're just going along with the party. Mm-hmm. This is more important. Um, this is, you know, our, our allegiance is to staying in power so we can, we, we can especially for, like, for like, the, like the Christians, we, for some reason, we, we've gotten this, this idea that we have to stay in power. Yeah. And I just, I just, I, I don't understand that because ultimately what we're then saying is we're, a, and we, I, I would argue that we did this the last election. Mm-hmm. We put aside publicly our Christian beliefs. Yeah. To get, to, the quote, to get the quote unquote approved yeah. Yeah. lesser evil. Lesser evil in. Yeah. 
and I, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine around that time. I was like, well, at what cost? Like, this is, there's more at stake here than just politically staying in power for some reason. Like, there's, we are now hypocritical. We are now mm-hmm. publicly hypocrites in what we say <laughs> we believe. Yeah. Because we are choosing, even though we said these same, we, we, would, we would go after Clinton, we would go after some of these other guys who are misbehaving. Mm-hmm. But if it's our guy, uh, I was just, we're just not going to, we're not even going to well, acknowledge so, it. So what, so what does the scriptures tell us then? Uh, what is our responsibility as a Christian to local authority? And, like, what is, like, the overarching theme, I guess, of the scriptures that we see? And so, like, we believe that, one, God is sovereign, right? Yep. And we've seen that time and time again throughout scriptures. And God saying that he's appointed leaders. And he, uh, even, I forget the verse off the top of my head. Something about, like, the, the, like the heart of the king is still um, swayed by God. And, like, so, like, God is still in control at the end of the day, right? Yep. Like, he's in control, and he's he knows what he's doing. So we have to, one, be assured that God is sovereign and that he is coming back. So if we keep those things, two things at the forefront, one, we don't have to, I, I don't want to say worry, but we, we don't need to get, um, we can be okay, you know, yeah. With a leader being in power, like, I can be okay with Trump being president. It irks my soul <laughs> deeply. You can be grieved. You can. I, can, I, can, yeah. I remember like, around the time when he got elected, it was either it was on TV or you know, or, or there, you know, there were news people or you know what what have you. How can I explain to my kids what is going on? How could yeah. this have happened? It can be. You can be troubled in your soul, and yet still confident. That, well, the Lord is still on the throne. Yeah. Like Trump he's, didn't he, like bypass Jesus. <laughs> it was it like, wasn't hey, like I got God, this. You know, <laughs> Jesus was busy over in the Middle East trying to fix yeah, some stuff. There, yeah. like, how did Trump get or how did Hillary get elected? Depending on which way you, you said. Yeah, that's not the that's not the problem. Yeah, we're we're still, you know, end of the day, the Lord, like you said, Lord's sovereign, Lord's in, Lord's in control. But how do we we then respond to that? Yeah, I was thinking about this. I was reading Romans thirteen a little bit last night, where he's talking about respecting those in authority. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time respecting President Trump. Yeah, I'll just say like yeah. I, I I don't even refer to him necessarily as President Trump. It's just Trump. I, yeah, I actually never I say I've never said President Trump. I, I always say I, Trump or the president. I don't I, ever I, put I, it I together. My, <laughs> the election night, my wife had walked out after waking up, and I had I looked. I said, "I have three words for you: President Donald Trump." And I think that's the last time I've ever said. Like I just oh I, I have a hard time equating that. But even in my manner of speaking about him, mm-hmm. am I being respectful? I can just strongly disagree, yeah, with what he what he says, what he does, how he behaves. But I can do so in a manner that's worth that's honoring to the Lord. Because well, because in some ways, yeah. I, I, if you if you, you scroll through Twitter, these people who are all mad at Trump, yeah, they're, they're doing the same thing back to him. Like, like there, there's no difference in how they're behaving in response to what he's uh-huh. saying, right? There, there, there can be a clear differential yeah. in saying, I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to have strong words for you, and I'm going to say things that are that, you know, are, are going to be direct and, and you need to hear these, but I, I'm going to do so in a way that's respectful of the authority because for whatever, for whatever the Lord's yeah. reason, he has put President Trump in office and what I would with s- deal with that. What I would say to this is that I think a healthy, Christ-centered way to start... I don't know what the end looks like because I personally do not respect the, guy, the man. But I think a healthy way to start is to say, is to include praying for our leaders and yeah. naming them, not just doing the 
not just like we said on another episode. Like, not just saying like I want to pray for all the bad things in the world. Like, no, let's start like when we actually. I feel like what we pray about is what we really are concerned about. Right. What yeah. are we gonna take to our prayer closet and say like, okay, are we gonna actually pray like, look, God, like I'm praying for Trump, and I need you to intercede in his life and like bring him. Like, are we thinking of it like that? Are we thinking yeah. of Trump as someone who Christ died for, and I personally do not like many times when so I, I hear what he says, I'm like, dude, this guy's evil, this mm-hmm. guy's crazy. I never think of it as this is another man that Jesus actually died on the cross for. He he actually does need salvation. Yeah, Let's and just, if you know. and if he Jesus actually died on the cross for this guy, then why is my heart so against him? Yeah. Because it's the same thing. I can't be mad at Sam at Sam as the the Christian example of like the the country yep. and saying well you know what sam doesn't care about refugees what a horrible person sam doesn't care about colored people what a horrible person sam doesn't care about the homosexual what a horrible person sam doesn't care about women but then i don't care about trump yeah it's the same it's thing the same like thing. i have to have love and compassion for trump and I, you know look i'm not i'm not fully 100 percent sanctified right so i'm going to still dislike the man and i'm gonna have some kind of angst when he speaks on twitter <laughs> but am I am I including him in my prayer? Yeah. Am I including him when I'm in the front of the service, leading the the congregation in prayer? Am I including Trump, and not in the negative way, but just saying like, look, Lord, like, intercede in this man's life. Please put people around him that are going to speak the gospel into his life, that are going to give a biblical framework. And I think that's a safe and healthy way to start because that's going to change then how we look at him as an individual. And then we can start at one day, maybe in, you know, in his third third year of his term, I can say, look, I respect authority. Because well, yeah, I feel the same way about cops. Sure. Do I respect cops? Do I, I have a very negative connotation towards cops, a very negative view towards cops. But again, am I thinking of it as the same way, the guy who shot Trayvon or the, the guy who... Like choked out. It's like, am I thinking of yeah. them as like this is somebody who Jesus died for, and I need to pray for this cop too? Yeah. Or am I just so angry that it blinds my responsibility as a Christian and what God calls me to love? Yeah. Well, let me just clarify too. I'm not saying that I respect President Trump. I mm. do not. As a man, I do not respect yeah, yeah. him. You can't. But res- I mean, it, it even like respecting the office that there is a government who is yeah. in charge of this nation, and I, I need to be respectful to that. Yes. Well, especially when you look at the the Romans 13, when Paul's writing this, it was the Roman Empire yeah. who was... Who was putting him in prison. Crucifying yeah. people. <laughs> uh, 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 practicing in slave trade. Yeah. Burning burning people at the, yeah. uh, you know, so in, in the Colosseum. Having reliance ripped to the shreds. If he's telling Christians in the first century to respect that government authority... Yeah. What are we supposed to be doing here? Like, there's just yeah. wow, we ha- we have it wow. we have it easy yeah. right here. We have a we have, we have say a subtle it, like we evil. have a lunatic in the office right now. A someone who you cannot respect the man in the way he speaks, in the yeah. way he behaves. I, 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 I don't think I've ever seen any quote from him where it's like you know actually yeah, yeah he's got a good point. I'm sorry. The way, mm-hmm. even if, I'll even say this: even if he's right in doing some of the things he's doing, the manner in which he's going about doing them is wrong. Yeah. There's sometimes it's you've got to lose. You'd rather do the right thing and lose mm-hmm. than do it the wrong way just because you know you're right. Yeah. Right. And that's so res- respectful of authority, respectful to the the, the, the governments. And yeah. yes, respectful like the of the position people in, in, of authority. Yeah. Respectful and the to. Yeah. Like, remember, do you remember when uh, President Bush was in office? He was in Iraq. Someone threw a shoe at him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was so, and I remember talking to a, a friend of mine at work, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't care who's the office. That's the president of the United yeah, States. Respect the office, yeah. That's just, 
so disrespectful. You know, I mean, so this is this is some. I'm not gonna lie. This is something I need to work on because, as a department, do I respect police? No. As an institution, do I respect their level of authority? No. Afraid of it? Yeah, for sure. sure. Afraid of it. Respect? No. And then individual cops, I do respect, but as like a position of authority, no. And I think that's something that you know, like, yeah, wow, well, I have to, well, I have and, to and, check, and, and I have to and pray for. How does, for, that, and how does it work to, out like, in your life? Exactly. Yeah. You know, now I I would point out that some of that lack of respect is coming from a point of view that I don't see when mm-hmm. I see if I get pulled over by a police officer, yeah. I interact with police very differently than minority. The minorities in this nation yeah. have done so. So there is... Yeah, I think between the police par- department and Trump yeah. holding office, right, both of those scenarios give me reasons or at least show examples of why it's hard for me to trust those offices and and institutions. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't make it right at the end of the day, right? Like if yeah. we're called to respect and to pray for and to serve those institutions as authority figures, then we need to. Yeah. So let, let, let's... Continuous. We're, we're a little bit on that side B we were talking about before. We're, yeah. we're talking more about how we then are reacting to potentially protesting. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things? What are the, some of the things that we can or should be looking at to saying, you know what? There's certain things that I can do in this nation, and no one's. You know, it, it costs me nothing to stop. I just don't want to because it's more comfortable to me or. I mean, I look, you're wearing a Packers shirt. I'm wearing a Giants Cheese uh, jacket. all day. Cheese head all you know, day. It's, forget the whole concussion side of, uh, side of things. And these people, you know, you have a whole, whole corporation who is willing to potentially destroy people just for profit. Mm-hmm. But you look at the last couple of years, how they have responded to yeah. the protests of the athletes. Um, the rhetoric that's come out of this nation is just the immediate, like, well, th- you're just disrespectful of the troops. You're not patriotic. Yeah. Could I or should I actually say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm not gonna watch the game anymore. I can't. I can't. Well, let's I get into that next episode because I'm dying for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll pick that up next. Uh, yep. We'll see you in a in a week when this next episode drops. But again, thanks for listening. Thank you for and, the support. Uh, uh, find us on Facebook, and Instagram, and Twitter. We would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, uh, and your questions in regards to this. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting the Conversation, a podcast from The Example Project. We would love to hear your feedback about today's episode. You can reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Just search Example Project without the first E, and you can find links to those accounts in the description of this podcast. We hope what you've heard today inspires you to listen, question, and learn from new perspectives so you can be the example God calls you to be.